Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. I'm Leslie Arfin, and this is my show, Filling the Void a show where I get to know my friends better by talking to them about the things that bring them pure joy, also known as their hobbies. Today on the podcast, we have Jesse Pearson. Jesse Pearson, I met my second year of Hampshire College. We ended up living together in a house on campus with seven other people. He was my brother then. He's my brother now. He's the former editor-in-chief at Vice Magazine. Jesse was always a great friend to me, but an even better editor because he told me the truth and it made me a better writer. He's done a bunch of other things. He's written for TV shows and he has an apology literary magazine and also a podcast and blah, blah, blah. But If you are a fan of smart people and cool people, then you'll be a fan of this episode. I wanted to talk to you today about books, and I know you're like, books, they're like not the most exciting hobby because like everybody likes reading, most creative people do, but it's not just reading for you. I feel like we were briefly just talking about this, but you love books books like and also not just books magazines Mm -hmm. papers yeah zines ephemera ephemera Uh yes yeah old and new Mm, yeah mainly more old i think ultimately Mm. at least lately like i don't i'm not really excited about any new magazines right now i can't think of any that are like really getting me pumped not even like have you like read any weird zines art thing? Like you know how at Skylight the book the art book the Skylight annex, yeah. yeah the annex yeah. they always have like weird little yeah zines from weird little small publishing yeah there's one I can think of that's kind of cool it's called Weird Walk okay and it's a British zine about like um walking in the countryside in england in like old like pagan and it's got like stonehenge in it and like cool. weird like pagan like freak like folk horror kind of stuff nice so it's only about that which i don't know how long that can be sustainable being only about that but right. it's really nice is it i'm not like i don't even want to like shout them out necessarily it's just one i can think of totally you know? yeah 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 is it like um 
is the writing good or is it pretty? The writing's good. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and you introduced me to Alyssa Bennett, and I love her zines. Yeah, her zines are great. Yeah, I don't know her, if she's still doing them. I don't know either, but she does have a lot, like, backstock if people want to Google yeah. her name. She writes really funny but dark about. They're like true crime zines, kind of, but she inserts herself into them a lot, so they're very personal, too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. She's got a good Instagram called a regret counter. Have you seen that? I I mean, I think I follow her, but I don't She's got a at, personal one and then a... Like what is one. regret counter? People submit like lists of all the drugs they did the night before. That's so fun. Yeah, and she like runs like the handwritten list. <sighs> so cool. It's a good one. I really do like that spirit on the internet that were existing still. I mean, I like doing that kind of stuff too. I just yeah, something like that feels more like an old zine than like an Instagram account or like an old zine idea or something. Yeah, for which sure. I like. Yeah, me too. You work at a bookstore right now. I do. I mean, you're also a writer and you, I'm, I can list, you know, your resume in the intro, but like Jesse was like the editor in chief at Vice for a really long time. And before that he worked at Index Magazine, which was like the coolest magazine in New York, RIP. Yeah. And RIP has worked as a TV writer. And the thing that you work, where you worked before, where you met, Mia. Oh, Super Deluxe. Super Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. I ran the online video network for Super Deluxe. Yeah. Just like always have your toe dipped in what something cool. And because you're very talented and smart. And I wanted to talk to you about books. I know that you're working at a bookstore right now. Yeah. I manage a bookstore called Arcana in Culver City. It's um, art books. Right. Photo books, architecture, like visual culture. It's not like a place to go to get a novel. Totally. Which is interesting for me because I've always collected art and photo books, but I've always been more focused personally on on literature and poetry. Yeah, I know. So it's kind of a different vibe. Um, Although I know a lot about art and photo from like editing magazines and being like tangential to the art world in different ways. It's totally flexing a different kind of skill set than I usually do with books. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, it's cool. It's a lot of like, it's fun to have someone come in who doesn't know what they want and then find them the right book. That yeah. is very cool. Yeah. Were you always like interested in ephemera and stuff from when you were very young? I think that that kind of stuff started probably when I got more into like punk when I was like early teen, like late middle school, early teens. Because mm-hmm. I think punk just naturally carries a lot of ephemera with it. Yeah. Like, that's when I started saving show flyers. Totally. You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. um, certain kinds of zines that were really rare or limited, like, feel more like ephemera than zines in a way. Yes. Um, so, probably around then. Before that, when I was, like, a kid kid, it was just about books. Right. Like, you didn't read comic books, or did you? Mm, not really. Like, I never read superhero comics. The first comics I got into were in, like, early middle school. I got into, like underground 60s comics like Arkham and God. obviously Arkham and people like that so not like archie never i was so into archie archie seemed really square i know but i was yeah. a kid i was square I was, well i was really into garfield obviously <laughs> that's a comic strip right but i, had yeah, I would read the funny pages with my dad on sundays the funny pages weren't that funny but that's where garfield was yeah i don't know if garfield made me laugh that much even right though i loved it i don't remember like guffawing at garfield <laughs> right you know I don't know. I thought I would, I guess maybe not laugh, but like a chortle. Yeah. A smirk. 
Some of Garfield was almost like tragic. <laughs> Depressing? A little. Why? Well, wasn't there some crazy backstory with his mom where she was like a teenage mom who like gave him up or something like that at one point? <laughs> I think there was. I mean, this sounds like fan fiction to me, but I don't, I never heard this. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know if I'm remembering that or just wishing it were true. But, I mean, yeah. if it, isn't true you should definitely start writing garfield fan fiction definitely i think that's so so funny jesse yeah i love fan fiction <laughs> i know me too <laughs> wait what's your favorite fan fiction well if you a, have? a good friend of mine um a few years ago wrote some leave it to beaver fan fiction uh, that's awesome that was really good that's so funny yeah, that was super dark yeah so were there any books that you first loved i mean that you want to mention or not really it's like just, what like what it changes are you thinking like when i don't know i guess before you became a punk before you turned punk well what did i love i don't know i i guess stephen king hell yeah obviously he always comes up i know but he was my first obsession in terms of writers for sure i mean yeah. after garfield um and like dungeons and dragons like choose your own adventure books yeah i like came, those too they were great um, then came Stephen King. We still love Stephen King. Definitely. Fuck yes, dude. I don't know what the last masterpiece he wrote was. Um, like the kind of just I read them out of duty more than anything. Oh, now. I still. I did you read finish Fairy Tale? You yeah, didn't like it. Uh-uh, I didn't like it. Okay, wasn't for you. I was kind of bored. I feel like it was kind of like he set up this whole huge crazy world and then like set most of it inside a prison. Like there was so much more that could have happened. The third act. Yeah. I just knew that it was going to be okay. Like I didn't right, feel any right, real right. risk. I thought it was really fun and I enjoyed it. And I did think it was like a cool kind of departure from mm-hmm. stuff he usually writes, mm-hmm. but it, I, it's not traditional King and it's not, Mm-mm. I wouldn't recommend it for people who wanted to get into King. No, it was most like his book, the eyes of the dragon. Remember that one? I didn't read that one. And I haven't read any of the dark tower cause they intimidate me. They shouldn't. You can take them like in bite-sized chunks. The thing is, I don't just I don't know how good it is at Dark Tower, really. Ultimately, some people absolutely fucking love. I know, them. I know. Those are people who really like want to deal with like world building and like lore and like deep like right. you know complexities of like background and stuff. Right. And they kind of get off on that. Right. I don't Which, know how much I care about that. Sam from him at least. Or I don't know. It's never really. I'm trying to think of like any example where that has really like moved me by other people yeah in general like harry potter Ooh, lord of the rings it. i don't know if yeah. you've read those yeah i yeah. have i mean i read lord of the rings too late in life maybe i mean i i, re- I like them i like the movies a lot i'm not obsessed with them like people no not me yeah his dark materials i guess i really was into mm-hmm. that yeah. but okay okay but no, no, no. entry level king, I guess I would probably say. I mean, my favorite is Pet Cemetery, which yeah, I've said before. Pet Cemetery is amazing. It's it's very scary and it's very hard for me. It's bleak. Yeah, it's really it's fucking yeah. super dark. Not a happy ending. Um, I think the Dead Zone is amazing. Totally, I absolutely love the Dead Zone. Yeah, but like I couldn't get into um. What's the one that I was like having a hard time with that I want to get into it? The vampire one. Salem's Lot? Yeah. I like Salem's Lot. It's like a soap opera. 
Okay. Yeah. It's all these different characters. They're all like kind of like small town cliches. Some of them are fucking each other. Some of them are drunk secretly. Some of them are like, they all have secrets and it all uh-huh. kind of like intertwines with like I can vampires. Get, I can dig that. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. Like a soap opera. Well, there was one before a uh, fairy tale called, with the, I just remember the cover because it's a really good cover. What did it look it's like? A, it's a shorter novel. It's like a man and a woman painted leaning on a car. Oh, um, it's called Later. I haven't read that. It's a crime horror novel. Mm-hmm. Like that's the cover. Oh yeah, that looks like it looks like um, there's a series of um, crime novels. Yeah, it must be one of them. I forget what they're called. I have all of them. You have all of them. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Because when I go to your house and I see all of the same kinds of books, like different titles but same author, same yeah. uh, series or whatever, it yeah. looks really exciting to me yeah it's fun that's i think the only like full series that i still have mm-hmm. but i guess that, i don't what is that series i can't forget. remember it should say it on like the corner there well um, this isn't this is a stephen king book but he might have put one out with that series just to, for fun because it kind of oh, like, looks like it. i see this is um hard case yes hard, hard case, case crime. crime yeah hard case oh crime. so i didn't realize that that was like a penguin kind of it's a publishing company or it's like... It's an imprint. I don't remember where though. Is it Penguin maybe? I don't know. It, no, no. Like what is an imprint? An imprint is like a specialized like publishing arm within a larger publishing house. So are hard case crime books usually really good? Yeah. That's great curation. All kinds of people have been in there. Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is like noir, like okay. 40s, 50s, 60s, like hard boiled noir kind of stuff, which uh-huh. I think you either kind of love or you don't. Do you have any favorites that you can tell me about? You don't have to say it right now because I don't want to put you on the spot. But I can name writers in that world that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Westlake, I really like, who mm-hmm. wrote also. He wrote these crime and sort of thriller novels under his own name. But then he wrote novels under the name Richard Stark also, which were a lot more like hardcore and like sort of like just violent and direct. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really good. My favorite crime novelist, although I don't know if he's had a hard case book, is Charles Williford. Okay, what's his deal? He was um, mostly from Florida. He he had a crazy childhood. He like wrote a memoir about his time during the Depression. He was like a train hopper when he was a teenager and stuff. Cool. Went to the war, came back, um, spent most of his time in Florida. He wrote a lot of like really great noir books, but... He's probably most well-known for a series that he wrote like at the end of his life. Miami Blues was the first one, which mm-hmm. is kind of a well-known book. Mm-hmm. Cause it was turned into a movie with Bald- Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Is it a good movie? It's okay. It's mm-hmm. not as good as the books. But he created this detective at the end of his life named Hoke Mosley, mm-hmm. who was the hero of these four books. But the funny thing about Williford is he never wanted to create a series detective. Like, he was against that for some reason, because mm-hmm. I guess everybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. So he wrote one book with this detective. It was really successful. And then his agent said, write another one with the same detective. And he was resistant to it. So he wrote a book where the detective murdered his entire family and like went insane Ooh. and went to jail forever. Whoa. Um, I want to read it. Solitude. Well, you can't. I have a PDF of it. It was never published. No way. Yeah. The agent in the publishing house were like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> so he was like, fine. He wrote like three more that were more straight. But and they're all really you, good. Really? Okay. I'll yeah. check it out. It's called Grim Haven. Ooh. That's great. Okay. Yeah. It's legendary. Have you ever read The Three-Body Problem? I read the first, that's the first book in the series, right? Yeah. I read that, yeah. Did you love it? No. Okay, my friend Moshe is like, absolutely loves it, loves it, loves it. So I was trying, yeah. I was going to give it a try. And you never listen to books? No, I do. 
Yeah. It's just certain kinds. Right. Like what it's kinds? Like, well, I have like kind of like three levels of reading slash listening. One is if it's a book that I really love or think I'm going to love or want to have like as an object. And I obviously I get it on paper. Right. Mass market things like new Stephen King books, for example, I get on the library for my iPad. Yeah. And then things that are just kind of dumb. I right. listen to driving back and forth to work. Like totally. the last book I listened to was um, Rob Halford's autobiography. Yeah, I think that listening to books is an easy way for me to listen to a lot of stuff that is hit or miss. Yeah. Obviously, I bought like the shards in hardcover. Mm -hmm. And like any, I I buy Stephen King in hardcover. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to have all of them. Yeah. Or as many as I can. But I do really like, I don't collect books or like ephemera to the degree that you do, but I do want, I do really love old Stephen King books and they're sometimes hard to find at like thrift stores. They are, yeah. What's like the most, what's like your favorite hard to find book or whether it's art book or whatever, like your favorite thing you have in your collection of books? Well, I have a lot of things that have a lot of sentimental value, Mm -hmm. mostly art and photo books that like friends have done that are like signed to me or that I had to help a hand in editing or something like that. Yeah. So there's all that stuff. I don't really have like valuable books that aren't art and photo books because even though I was saying like I fetishize certain covers or editions for books, like cover art or something like that, I don't care about having a first edition. Right. I don't totally. care about having it signed. Yeah. All that shit. So I guess the books that are most valuable valuable to me are the ones that I've read the most or that like I've always kind of dragged a certain edition around with me. Like what comes to mind would be I have a really nice, like, small hardcover edition of Actual Air by David Berman that I really love. That's nice. Because it's just always traveled with me for so many years mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm editing a couple photo books right now, actually. Which ones? Um, Patrick O'Dell. Oh, right. His That's... early 2000s, like, epically later blog stuff. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, it's good. I'm so excited. It's all... weird looking at all those photos. I know. I also, like, have a slight, like panic of nostalgia i don't have yeah. like a great relationship with nostalgia as i'm sure like most people don't No, it's mixed for me for sure um and then a book of photos by alon levitt from the same era oh well yeah they're kinda, it's kind of weird that is weird it's but alon's book leans more toward like graffiti land and uh-huh. patrick's leans more toward skate land okay although there's a lot of crossover there is a lot of crossover those two guys were like like i don't know if anybody remembers like party bloggers but they kind of like amy kellner was too a teenage Mm. unicorn we and we just took pictures every time we went out and Mm. then uploaded them with our digital cameras Mm. and then wrote little things and Mm. it was like this online zine yeah that was really fun when we were in like the early aughts yeah i think there's like a big nostalgia speaking of nostalgia for that moment right now going on which is kind of odd to see since we were so mired in it when it was happening. Yeah, and it wasn't that long ago, so it's a little like calm down. It wasn't people. that long ago, but um, we were just in our twenties, going right? crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was like anyway. But I mean, all, a lot of the art and music from that was like being made by our friends then kind of went out into the larger world in kind of a big way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of has returned now in the nostalgia cycle, and it's really weird. Well, I can't help it if we're iconic. <laughs> yeah. Which are we? I Maybe feel like once... I'm like 
I like am behind iconic people. Like I've helped iconic people mm-hmm. as an editor and a curator and That's stuff. That's even more iconic to me. It's secretly iconic. I like that. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> that you're you're iconic to me. Wait. I don't care about first editions either. Yeah. I'm not like a book collector, but I do love like old covers Mm -hmm. like even if that actual air that i have is worth something it's worth more to me it's one of my favorite books definitely you love poetry i do and i also think you're an amazing poet and nobody will ever know until you die when i publish all of them thank you or don't do that actually well i'm doing it because at least if you're gonna you you're a very very good poet and you don't think you are because for whatever reason but the world has to hear it it's not really thinking that i am not or that i am a good poet it's just that i don't have the urge to share it i don't know what it is that that's deficient in me that way but it's don't i don't have that that well as an artist i do think that part of what we do it's important to share it Mm -hmm. and not have it like live in a bottle just for us because yeah it's some it put something better into the world, even if it's a paperclip size, it doesn't put in it. I'm not, I, you're, I know that your heart is rolling its own eyes, but mm-hmm. like, I don't care. I get what you mean. I do. And there's something to that. Like there's a lot of bad shit and there's even, even bad art. It's not, it's not hurt. It's not taking anything away because no. it's so subjective. So yeah. like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into a conversation like that with you because we'll go down a spiral. Okay. I'm not going to try to control the narrative. If, if that's where it goes, that's where God wants it to take us. Yeah. Got to follow that. But I do want to like lean into like what you're like really obsessed with, not just the writers and the books in, in and of itself, but like kind of the worlds, whether they're, fiction or nonfiction Mm -hmm. that certain people live in Mm -hmm. like scenes or like even the shards like Mm -hmm. there's kind of well there's like a kind of scene that i kind of have been trying to like describe or like invent myself lately Mm -hmm. um i call it mean hippie like it and i think john waters or cookie mueller said that first mean hippie somewhere i don't remember where though Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like post 60s hippies like 70s hippies Mm -hmm writing about really sort of degraded lifestyles and crime and drugs, mm-hmm. um, but also in very like sort of transcendent, you know, beautiful language. Dennis Johnson is obviously like the number one totally. in this world, but there are other people. And I kind of like, there's a, yeah, I mean, it's like half hippie, half junkie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's just kind of like a gross, like a gross person. <laughs> <laughs> a dirt but bag. It's a dirt bag. Totally. But yeah. it sounds but dirt bags, but it's also like a smart dirt bag or somebody yeah. who is more intentional, I guess, about not giving a shit. But that isn't what I think you are. Or I me. don't know. I, I mean, I'm not claiming. I'm not even claiming I, mean hippiedom for myself necessarily. But you kind of are. Probably. Yeah. I but, mean, I don't. I never heard that word until five minutes ago. But like, I am too. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other writers in that world are like, I mean, Cookie Mueller is one of them. She's like our hero. For sure. Robert Stone. I don't know who that is. He's a great writer. He, his best book is called Dog Soldiers. Okay. It's, um, it's kind like of like... that title. It's partially a Vietnam book, but it's mostly 
about like trying to make a really big heroin deal and here like heroin smuggled from Vietnam mm-hmm. and like it all goes horribly wrong and it's it's kind of Dennis Johnson-y it's great. really really great yeah oh I totally want to read yeah, that it's one of my favorite novels we love Dennis Johnson who else is a mean hippie well that's been I've been trying to kind of like find new new well new old people to put into this world um, I think that Catherine Dunn who wrote Geek Love? Hell yeah, has some mean hippie novel. Geek Love is not a mean hippie novel, uh-huh. but other stuff by her, like Truck, is. I haven't read Truck. Should I? Truck is great. Oh my god, yeah, I'm totally, Truck. totally gonna read it. Yeah. Um, this guy Don Carpenter has some mean hippie stuff. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Yeah. I do like this mean hippie thing. Would you say any of the people you hang out with also fall into that category? Well, I think the person that I'm closest friends with that I would think is a mean hippie and she might reject this I don't know. Is Lori Weeks, the writer Lori Weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so cool. She's the greatest writer. Um, yeah, she's and awesome. Not well known enough by far. Why not, do you think? Well, she only has one book out. It's called Zipper Mouth. Yeah. Um, but she's written so much. Like, I feel like I've she been hasn't published her name. a lot, though. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lori, um, like all of us, just like has to deal with life and sometimes writing, like, um, life can get in the way, you know? If you like, do you have a favorite like publishing company or house or bookstore? Like, yes, tell us your favorite bookstores. My favorite bookstores are honestly estate sales. Right. You know, there's an app called Estate Sale Finder and estatesales.net. Yeah. I look at it every day. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So I just look for estate sales where books are listed, and that's kind of my favorite bookstore. But I mean, there are bookstores that I like in LA. I love Counterpoint Books. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great store. I think Alias. Counterpoint is awesome. Alias, yeah, you like Alias, right? I like Alias, although sometimes they have like shitty attitudes. The people right. who work there a little bit. I agree. But they have good books. Um, it, they it definitely is like a comic book guy, Simpsons, right? A little dude. bit. It's like yeah, yeah. it's really funny. It, yeah, it is. What about um, like independent, like like other bookstores that ha- like remember that bookstore that was across the street from Supreme that's not there anymore. That like no. Jerry used to. Oh, family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are, are there bookstores like that still? Yeah, I like. Well, Despair Books is good. Have you been there? No. Where is it? It there's one in Echo Park on Echo Park Boulevard. What's it called again? Despair, but she spells it D E S space P A I R. Oh, okay. Is so it Despair. on? Is it on uh, York? Echo Park Boulevard. Oh no, I haven't been near there. like Cookbook. 
Oh, I have not been there. It's good. It's this woman Addison runs it. Um, it's oh, a really cool. good shop. Okay, good to yeah, know. That's that's kind of got the spirit of family, I would say. All right. Yeah. I loved family. I thought that was, was a great. cool yeah. store. What happened to them? I think that the partners, Kramer and Sammy, just had other stuff they needed to do to make money. And then that stuff kind of became more and more successful. And then... What was their other stuff? Kramer like makes ads. He had an ad agency. Oh, cool, cool. And Sammy is just a really big comics writer. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. And what about in New York? Do you have any bookstores that mm-hmm. that are your favorite? Yeah, there? Mast. I really like Mast. Where's that? It's on Avenue A mm-hmm. near Tompkins. Okay. And then I really like um, Codex, which is owned by my friend Aaron Comet Bus. It's one of like three stores that he owns. Oh, I didn't know he owned anything. Well, he's partners. He doesn't like solo own stuff. Um, I love Aaron Kamabus's writing. Absolutely. I've been reading his yeah. books as as I can't get enough. I will always yeah. read a Kamabus. Absolutely. I just love him. But I've never met him in real life. He's great. I'm sure he seems like the coolest dude. I was a character in Kamabus, which was like... Which one? I can retire now. Oh my God, right? Um, it was a few issues ago. I played... It was me. It was just based on me and our friendship. But his, my name was Kelly instead of Jesse. And I edited, I was the editor, former editor of Drek magazine instead of Vice magazine. You know the title of this podcast, Filling the Void? Yeah. Do you think it's A, a good title? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like books and like, and not just books, the ephemera of your life, like fills a void? Yeah, I think so. You do? Um, Yeah, I think so. I mean, books for me have a really sort of like heavy psychological significance in my life because Mm -hmm. I used them as like escape and friendship when I was a kid. Yeah. When I like wasn't happy being a kid at all and mm-hmm. I needed to like run away to different places or like hide. Yeah. I would hide in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so still, I probably absolutely do. like I'll read I'll, if my life is chaos and there's trauma everywhere. I'll like read instead of dealing with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So filling the void. Yeah, totally. It does. Yeah. So, like, what's a hobby that you know you will you will just never have? And I also I love that you play golf. Would you say that golf is one of your hobbies? Yeah, I go in and out of it because it's right. like I work most weekdays now, so it's a little hard to like find. Yeah, time. but yeah, I mean, golf is a hobby. Are you good at it? Sometimes you can so, be amazing one day and terrible the next. That's fucking oh, golf. interesting. It's, like, it's really frustrating. Yeah, but you have fun when you go with fun. your friends. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, is there a hobby that you just know that like? you would never do but like you wish you wanted to want to do well the first thing that comes to mind isn't something i want to want to do it's something i actually want to do Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of expensive as a Mm -hmm. hobby and a little time prohibitive or like it's shooting just being more involved with guns in general right and like going to gun range going to gun going to the range more often i mean I've, i've done a lot of like gun related stuff in my life but it takes a lot of time and money to do it yeah and I don't think I'm ever going to really like devote enough to that to really get. Well, fully... would you like for like hunting? No, no, just never. To, just, just to shooting shoot. Targets. Yeah. Right. Okay. The only time I've ever been to the shooting range was with you. Oh yeah. When? when In college. Know. Oh yeah. 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 I remember it was that really fun. Yeah. It, it was, was also fun. hard and like, it was hard physically to do and like mm-hmm. kind of painful. It didn't hurt me, but like the kickback was like yeah, it's really tough. aggressive. Yeah, it's overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was yeah. like, don't you? Ha-? I wanted to shoot like a really small, like Dolly Parton, yeah. like whipping it out of her purse yeah, gun, like a little, 22. like a pellet we didn't gun. Get the right gun. We should have done. <laughs> they that. didn't have that. We, a- I asked. Oh, I'm I like, give me the Dolly Parton gun. They were like, what? <laughs> what My grandmother has a gun about? or had a gun. She recently passed, but she had a gun called a Lady Colt. Yeah, it was a little Colt 45 and like a pale, like a powder blue case. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would want. Yeah, it was nice. But do you own a gun? Not right now. No, I did in Atlanta, but I don't know. What happened to it? I had a, a toolbox full of guns that somebody gave me who lived down there, and then I just gave them to another person when I left. Wow. Guns are really treated casually there. That's At one point, I had possums infesting my ceiling in Atlanta. Oh, my God. My drop panel ceiling. Yeah. So they could just fall through at any minute. The exterminator came and said that he couldn't do anything, but I should just wait till they drop down and shoot them oh my god like, so you want me to shoot possums in my house oh my with a fucking god. nine millimeter they do have traps but like i mean something that's shooting them is not a solution no, no i mean it's really hard to shoot a possum i wouldn't be able to hit it first of all exactly i'd be blowing holes in my own wall and you're also like not shooting an animal it's crazy I know, i'm never gonna kill an animal no yeah. <laughs> but that just felt very atlanta to me it's totally yeah so you will do that. Is there like one that like you admire that somebody else does it or you think it's cool, but you just know you would never do it? Yeah, maybe Brazilian jiu-jitsu. What's that about? It's just a martial art that's really nerdy. It's a, like a it's like a grappling martial art. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do it. I've trained it like three times and it's just too fucking hard. And I'm like, fuck this. Really? Yeah. I just, it's just too much. Like I'm not in, <laughs> I just don't want to be in good enough shape to do it. Right. I just don't, I can't, but I wish I were and I wish I could. I see. Yeah. Totally. I understand that. So yeah, it's interesting to me that like, because your hobby is owning, like having stuff in general, like it's stuff really. Mm-hmm. Like usually my hobbies are doing something that where I have to buy stuff to do it. Yeah. You know, supplies, but supplies and all that, yeah. but yours isn't. And I like that. And yeah. you're want the gun thing. Like, yes, the gun is the supply you need. And like, maybe like headphones and goggles or whatever they are, uh-huh. but it's not really so much about the stuff. It's more about like the movement, like Experience. the jujitsu thing. You just would need like a karate outfit, a gi. A gi, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you also need like lungs that work and like muscles oh. that work. Well, yeah, yeah, but those aren't things you have to buy. No, but those things you have to develop, which I'm just kind of like. Those oh. are your tools. Those would be your supplies. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like they're very bare bones. Whereas, Yeah, like, you don't need a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Whereas like your other thing is more of like a hoarder situation. But you're like you're very actually organized and like a neat person. I don't think you of think you as, so? really? I, I think so. I, I think, think you're organized. I've never associated you with chaos. Mm. You know, you have stuff, but like usually have like, I like the way you set things up and you're, you take care of your environment. Yeah, you do like, yeah, maybe it's just when people come over, but it might be just when people come over. I know. But I'm now trying that to I'm think of when soon. we lived together in college. Like you definitely did have moments where there was like a piece of loose leaf paper on the floor of your room for like eight months and like a penny. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. For like no reason. Yeah. But then you also had like nice things on your wall. <laughs> I don't remember. Or like two really nice things. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, Jesse yeah. has like a very good um aesthetic. 
because you're not like a rainbow order person. No way. No way. Yeah. So how do you organize your books? Genre? I don't do much except I keep all the poetry together. Right. Everything else, I kind of organize things more by how soon or not soon I think I'm going to be needing to look at them. Mm-hmm. So like things that I feel like aren't really in like the wheelhouse I'm in at the moment will get kind of relegated to like the back shelf and like the bedroom. Totally. Whereas things that I feel like I'm going to need or I do need, like if I have an upcoming guest on the podcast, I have to read their book. Right. That'll stay like in this certain shelf that I keep like near the couch. Right. Like but, it's like yeah. workbooks are close by and then yeah. your books that you want other people to see are in this other area, yeah. I guess. And all poetry stays together on its own shelf. Do, is there a poet, a new poet that is your favorite that you love right now? Like working right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite poet working right now is is Eileen Miles. I know, I know. I was going to say, yeah. besides Eileen Miles, yeah. she, um, she's also an icon and a dirty hippie. They are definitely a mean hippie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Recent, not that. Yeah, okay. whatever. Um, C.A. Conrad. Okay, I don't know him. Her, them. Them. Um, C.A. I had on my podcast. They are... Um, how do I describe CA? Queer, radical, very hippie-ish. Very, I think very much a mean hippie too. Writes, their poems are always in really odd shapes. They look kind of like the maps of like weird countries or counties. Interesting. Yeah, I love CA. Who else is working now that I like? I like Elaine Kahn. I always love your suggestions. So anybody listening to this, please like take these suggestions down, write them down. Yeah. See? Those two are Conrad. And who's the other one? Elaine Kahn. K-A-H-N. She edited and a Eileen section Miles. of poetry for my, for apology. Great. Elaine with a bunch of different people in it, which is great. Yeah. And so can people, is your, is a, apology is still like going? Yeah. I've just been on a little break, but I have a bunch of episodes in the can. I got to put out and people can just listen to it on where they listen to. Yeah. Any it's podcast. on like Spotify and Apple. Okay, and shit. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, people come up to me and, I've gotten a lot of messages where they're like, I love your episode of Apology. That's cool. Which is really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I've gotten voice recognized at the store that I work at a few times. That's which is amazing. really fun and rad. Yeah. Yeah. You have a cool. very distinct, yeah, I distinctive, did, I didn't, I didn't know distinct voice. Distinctive? Distinct. Which one? Distinct. Do you judge books by their cover? I do. I kind of do. Me too. Yeah. The second thing is, how do you feel about book clubs? I don't want to be in one. Me either. They're not for me. Yeah, not me. And people are constantly trying to get me into book clubs. Yeah. Constantly. And I have to say, I love you and I will read any book you suggest, but I cannot read. I don't want, like, why, why do we have to make something that is so pleasurable less pleasurable? Yeah. It becomes work. I mean. Yeah. And I'm only allowed to read to a certain point. Or I have to read the whole thing and then we all have to talk about it. I'm going to forget. I kind of feel like book clubs, and I don't mean this to be derogatory, but they're for people who like need a reason or like to be compelled to read or like Mm -hmm. a context in which to read. But I have enough stuff that I'm backed up on reading that like a book club would just be a waste of time for me or something. Totally. And if there's somebody that I want to talk about a book with, I have a couple of people that I call up and I like really like i talked about the shards <gasps> i gave up on the shards are you serious yeah i stopped reading you're it. crazy couldn't do it it's love my love book him of the year. love all his fucking books but like you should just try uh, i'll keep trying i mean i you know what you don't have to don't if it if you weren't if you 
I couldn't stop. I could not stop yeah. reading it. I absolutely loved it. But like, if you weren't into it, then like, don't. Who gives a shit? No, I, I used to feel books. a responsibility to finish every book I no, started. I don't like, anymore. I felt guilty. Like, it anthropomorphized the books and felt like they were sad if I didn't read them or something. No, right. But no, um, there's not enough time left. I'll just put a book down now. Um, yeah, don't read it if you don't like it. I'm I'm shocked, but also. Anytime I read something that I love, whether Molly Young has read it or not, I like to talk to her about it because mm. she she's a really great reader mm. and she loves books and yeah. she's open to reading anything, yeah. really. Yeah. And I also love her writing. I love her book reviews. I think that she's like a really fun writer. I think she's a great writer. I just enjoy her. And so I talked about the shards with her. Yeah. And she'll also like let me go off on tangents and like I don't feel weird about it. And same with you. Yeah. But I guess the reason why we never talked about it is because you didn't finish it. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. When there's something that you're like, you have to read this, you tell me and vice versa. Yeah. And even when I'm like, read the new Stephen King, like I didn't think that you would love it, but I did want you to read it. I would have read it no matter what. Have you ever read The Passage? I started it and didn't finish you it. You didn't like that yeah, one either? Yeah. And that's another one that I really love. You came at me really hot about the passage. Yeah, I yeah. think it's great. Yeah. Maybe I'll try again someday. Yeah. And you also came in hot about Seven Eves, and I oh, couldn't yeah. get into it. But I I still have it. I want to read it. Yeah. By Neil Stevenson. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, you know, we're just... Yeah. It's just we'll, not the right time. Exactly. Yeah. They'll find us. Yeah. The books find you when they need to. Right. I totally believe that. So do I. Yeah. And we also always read Donna Tart everything. Oh, no matter what. No matter yeah. what. And she listen, barely ever writes, so I know. it's not that hard. But you know that she's she can't not be working on something right no, now. No, she must be. She's does not stop writing. Yeah. Yeah, she's an icon for us too. A 100%. legend. 100% Secret History is like top she's 5 everything. easily. Definitely not, top 5. Top 3, yeah. It, top 3 for me and I fucking love The Goldfinch too. It's great. And I also love um little friend yeah i do yeah i did i don't remember it very well same yeah but everything yeah um have you heard the audiobook of secret history that she Fuck reads yes i it's have the fucking best. it's amazing she reads it everybody read that book when you're done with it start listening to it immediately and then listen to once upon a time at benny's in college yeah totally everything about freddie sinellis and donna tart is everything to us absolutely Although I haven't read Glamorama, but I didn't realize that um, he sued Zoolander and won. Oh, yeah. So heard, awesome. Yeah, I just heard that not that long ago, actually. And signed a non-disclosure, so like he doesn't talk about it, which is so funny because so he's funny. got the biggest mouth. And so yeah. they probably were like, you're not allowed to tell people. Yeah, which drives him crazy. I fucking love Brett Snellis so much. Me too. I wish I was friends with him. I saw him at a party a few months ago. Oh, my God. Did you um, talk to him? A little bit, because I interviewed him for Vice once. Mm-hmm. So I said hi, and we covered that. And he was really, really nice. But yeah, then later he, on, I was a little drunker, and I was like, trying to get him to come sit with us. Oh, and no. he was like, no. No? Yeah. Why? Why? He which, just didn't want to sit with you guys? Yeah, I think he didn't want to deal with like drunk dudes. Oh, no. Yeah. But he drinks, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, a little bit, I think. He's just so cool. Yeah, he is. There's like n- very few people that I'm like, I want to be friends with that person and possibly nobody, but he is. I'd like to be friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Maybe we can dare to dream. <laughs> yeah. We can stalk him. Yeah. That's our agenda. Anyway, 
That's a good hobby, though. Stalking, Stalking Brady Snellis. Yeah. Dude. It could be its own podcast. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Not kidding. Let's get on it. Fine. It's easy to find out where he lives. He basically calls it out. Like I think he would love it. Probably. Let's talk about that. All right. Okay. So that's the end. Cool. If you liked our show, please subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend. Filling the Void is a production of the Erios Network. Episodes are produced, engineered, and edited by Alex Paul. Original song by Michael Cassidy. Powered by ACAST. Erios. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.